Hey world, my name is Sir. And I'm Modern Malcolm. We are the hosts of Negroes You Don't Like podcast, also known as NYDL. We are black husbands and fathers who are married, and yes, sisters, to black women. We are your everyday man's intellectual and more opinionated than the guy who sits around at the barbershop talking shit for hours and never gets a cut. We want to empower our communities and spread knowledge with best practices to hand off the baton to the ones next up. Only one major challenge. We can't do it alone. Calling out everyone who wants to pass on a stronger legacy to start right here on Patreon with us. Get exclusive access to unreleased episodes and extended episodes we like to call Loose Ends. Or whatever other fly that we could think of. Simply search for Negroes You Don't Like on Patreon and click join to tap in. Reminder, you may not like us, but you'll learn to respect and support what we stand for. Peace. Peace. Let me tell you something. Y'all don't messed up now. So, you know, I'm, I'm riding around and I'm noticing on the road, I'm like, man, I see a lot of uh, new car tags going on. And, uh, you know, not that I'm trying to pay attention, but we all know what a new car tag looks like. And I'm thinking to myself, what's going on? Because sometimes, you know, there's lease specials, um, different incentives by the dealers. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, what could it really actually be? Where it feels like I literally felt like I had the oldest car on the road. You know, I'm riding downtown Miami, looking around, even cutting through some of the quote unquote uh, hood neighborhoods. And I'm seeing new car tags there in particular. I'm like, hold on. One Dodge Charger, one Dodge Challenger, one Malibu. You know what I'm saying? One uh, Durango. And I'm saying, oh, smells like money in the air. (laughs) We know what time it is. It's the tax refund special. Let's get it. So, you know, with that season also comes repo season. We're going to get into it, though. What say you, sir? Hey, word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, world. Welcome to another episode of NYDL. Martin Malcolm. Listen, man, I couldn't compose myself, brother, because let me tell you something, brother. I know exactly. I've been in those same shoes as you, brother. Trust me. We know what time it is when you pull up and you see what was around you, brother. But hey, man, this episode right here, man, is tax season. You know, and more importantly, don't fumble the bad. You know, this is the tax season edition. You know, it's that time of year, brother. So, Martin Malcolm, let's jump right into it, brother. No doubt. Listen, this is definitely the time of the year that so many of you baby mamas and baby daddies are looking for. So many of you are holding your kids a little bit tighter. So many of you, so many of you part-time fathers or per diem fathers are throwing the football around with little Johnny. You know what I'm saying? Little, little, John, little Johnny and little Trayvon. You know what I mean? You got the little twinkle in your eye. You know what I mean? You know, got the matching fits for Instagram. You heard? You know, you know how they do. So this time of year invokes a lot of emotion in a lot of people's households. On the flip side, you got people who dread tax season because they know it. Listen, it's time to pay the biggest gang on the planet. The IRS mm-hmm. ain't nowhere near the Bloods and the Crips. Listen, ain't Not nobody close. got a higher level of gangster than the IR to the S. Trust me when Facts, I tell brother. you. You know what I mean? Them, think about it. Them the only ones, <laughs> them the ones that shook down Al Capone. You heard? Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. The president couldn't do it. The president couldn't do it. He had the president under his thumb. It was the IR to the S. So Crazy, brother. You got to understand, this time of year is... It really should be a, a reflective time of year, and you kind of got to get in where you fit in. But wherever you fit in, 
understand the position you are in and understand the position you want to be in. That's what we really need to be paying attention to. We're going to delve definitely much more into that later on in the episode. But the first point I want to bring up is fortunately for corporations, but unfortunately for us, particularly those in our community, since we have such a desire to, we have such a, we have such a desire and, and asphyxiation on materialism. Let's start there. Money comes in our right hand and then leaves in our left hand hmm. almost instantaneously. Like we already have made plans on what we're going to do with this money before the money even hits our account. So pretty much the money is gone. It's, it's literally like, it's just a matter of circumstance that it even has to even hit our account first. I'm pretty sure some of us just wish it would never hit our account and just go straight to Louis Vuitton's account. Go straight to, <laughs> go straight to Gucci's straight account. Up. Go, go straight to Nike's account. That way, that way you don't even have to have the sensation that it was even in your possession at one point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, yo, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to invent that shit. Like, yo, bypass all of that. Just get instantly what you want. It never hit your account. So we really got to rethink our addiction to materialism. Instead of looking at these things that we want, why not when that money hits our account or before that money hits our account, think about like, what is it? Like, what are, what are our plans? What's the bigger vision for our life? Like, what are we trying to do? Like, what's what's the goal? Are we trying to relocate so that we have better job opportunities, maybe better opportunities to be an entrepreneur, network, what may have you, a better investment strategy? Maybe, maybe you do need to buy a new car to travel to work or you just need one to you know take the kids around you, you need a more reliable vehicle there's ways that we can go about doing this that make more sense than just this instant gratification of buying things because so many of us have things and things on top of things and so listen you know how we know not just the black community but which is which also is around uh has the economic impact of 1.4 trillion dollars which would make it one of the most powerful economic engines in the world if we were our own country, right? We have to ask ourselves, what are we going to do to actually improve our situation? One of the things we definitely can start to do is evaluate our situation alone. Not not look at other people's situation, not look to what other people are doing. What do we need to do in our own lives to make our own situation better? And sometimes, many times, if we don't have the education, because I know something, you know, you hear people on on social media and they tell you, hey, just 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 open up, you know, 20 options contracts with your money, man. You'll be a billionaire in 10 days. Listen, <laughs> you don't don't do nothing. Don't open up no Robinhood account because your barber told you to. Don't don't go around here. Just, you know, buying NFTs and taking a picture of a toilet with a Mickey Mouse on. Talking about, oh, I got the newest <laughs> NFT. No, son. Don't do none of that. <laughs> Yo, let that money sometimes. It just makes sense to just let that money sit in your account. Get used to the sensation of having money in your account. I think I think that's one of the first things we got to get used to. Some of us are so used to having accounts that are so fucking used to being in the red or so used to just having barely enough in there. Some of us just just for our own mental uh, fortitude, have the money sit in your account. Open up, you know, your online app or whatever. Look at that money in your account. Right. Because we so used to spending it. Sometimes we don't even take the time to just look at it and say, OK, because for 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 too many of us, that's the largest sum of money we're going to have in the whole year. So look at it a lot. Accept the fact that it's your money. Accept the fact that I can do what I want with this money. But I've done all I've, done, I've used this money this particular way all these years previous and look at the results it's gotten me. And you can tell that it hasn't gotten you the results that you wanted because you're waiting for that money still. If it did what it was supposed to do, you wouldn't be waiting for it again like you did last year. 
there's a way for us to look at this uh, in, in, in a much more meaningful way. And the first thing we can do, like I said prior, is reevaluate our addiction to materialism. The pandemic taught us something. The pandemic taught us, yo, one, it's OK to sit our ass at home. It's okay to enjoy the place that you live, that you paying either high ass rent for or you paying a mortgage for. Learn to like learn to enjoy where you live. That's part of the reason why you're paying to stay there. So that's a money saver. So if you are gonna spend some money, instead of giving it to Hennessy, instead of giving it to Great Goose, hmm. right? Instead of giving it to uh what's that? Uh Budweiser, whoever, whatever you're drinking on, you could take that money. And improve the space that you live in to make it more desirable so you even are interested in staying home more. And in the long run, that's going to save you money. Martin Malcolm, it's funny you brought that point up about just $1.4 trillion going, you know, coming from the black community and, uh, you know, just the power that we have, uh, you know, collectively. But brother, come to think about it, man, you know, we're so used to not having money in our bank accounts where it's upside down, negative, where you know, to the point where we get so many damn overdraft fees that they, <laughs> they close the account. And guess what? You go to the next bank, they close the account. You go to the next bank, they close the account. And I started thinking, man, that's why there are so many damn check cashing stores in the hood. They know what time it is. Come on, brother. You know what I'm saying? You know how we got liquor stores. On, you know, we got churches everywhere. But that's why there are so many damn check cashing stores in the hood, brother, because they know that they have a demand and influx of people that nobody else won't. So they're going to happily take your money at a higher premium. Believe that. Without question. You know, saying them check cashing stores, you know, as much as as much as I, I don't really like the business model, I understand the necessity for yeah, it. Yeah, brother. I do, because I've literally like it's funny, like I, my parents never took me inside a check cashing store. So, you know, I didn't realize that in itself is a blessing <laughs> to have parents mm-hmm. who had bank accounts and could manage them. And, for real, you know, <laughs> not out here, you know, having to pay somebody to cash out they money that they work for. So. Um, but I, I did go with some other people before and I was I was amazed at the whole process. I was like, what? You gonna give this person your check and they're gonna charge you to cash it? Cash your and own you, money. And you, <laughs> gonna, and you gonna willingly do it? And they're like, Yeah. And I'm like, yo. I'm like, yo, you brave, crazy. son. You are brave. And you know, th- this this way, this financial loop that too many of us are in, you know. We a lot of us are still in it today, and it's just like, man, we 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 <laughs> the the depth to which we need to understand and improve our financial education. I completely understand why there is a financial education renaissance happening in our community right now, because some yeah, of the conversation, brother. you know, some of the conversation I listen to, and I'm just like, yo, like you know, it sounds it may sound elementary to us. Right. When they're talking about, oh, when you go, you know, how to manage your credit, you know, you get a credit card and you got to pay it off. And in this many days, if you don't, you know, you get derogatory. Like you hear these things and you're like, if you're a if you're an educated person and you're middle class or whatever, like these things sound so basic to you. But you but you have to appreciate that either you were just given the privilege to have parents who, you know, at least introduced you to it. So you so you knew better or you had the benefit of somebody to introduce you to it so that you did better than what you saw growing up or you're just completely self-taught uh, or it could be a mixture of all three. Right. So it's just, it's one of those things where, man, it is, it, it really shocks me to hear the level that some people are at, but I'm just, I don't care what level you're at, um, wherever it is, wherever you start in the race, the point is to get in the race and to start. I don't care if you start on. I don't care if you start on run on on a crutch with one foot. Just start in the race. You'll still be better off than you were the day before.
and the day before and the day before. Mm-hmm. Progress is progress, regardless how small that step is. Now, the next point for sure is when your tax refund is the largest savings you come across. Mm. This is not to, not to sound mean or callous. This is a problem. Mm. This really this really is a problem. If you in your early 20s or whatever, you know, maybe even your late 20s. OK, I can kind of get it right. This especially if you have a child or whatever and you're not making a lot of money. I get it. But as you are reaching different milestones in your life as an adult, you need to put yourself in a place where you where the fact the idea of saving money is just an everyday thing. It's 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 something that's automatic. It's something you don't even have to think about. Like the whole premise of a tax refund. Look at the words. It's money that you're being taxed and you're getting a refund based on the money that you earned that you were being taxed from. Mm-hmm. It's not free money. <laughs> hey man, some so, people are like, what? You serious? It's, it's like the light bulb, bing, is, is going <laughs> off above their head. Oh shit, it's a refund. That means they owe me this shit. Yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not really doing you no favors, man. Nah, brother. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if anything, they probably, like more than likely, they're giving you back less money than they should. <laughs> right? So understand it is it is your money, but it's a they use it kind of as a savings account. They took that money and the government invested that money, made interest on that money and then gave you back exactly what they say that you should get while they keep all the interest and profits to themselves. That's the way this really works. So if the government has the presence of mind to take your money, your taxes, invest it, make money with it. And not give you back none of the profits, just the base level of it, even if they give you all of that. Wouldn't it make sense for you to follow the same procedure? Think about it. Winners follow winners. Losers follow who? You understand? Losers. So, you know what I mean? Like, like so w- 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 things got to start. Things got to start logically making sense to us. Even even when you look at your job, sometimes sometimes your job would be like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll give you, you know, we're giving you a bonus and this and that. And you're like, oh, man, this is great. Or, you know, they take money off of retirement. Right. And some of the money that they're using in this investment pool, you're not receiving all of the money that you should be receiving. Right. So it's like the way some of these plans are set up, um, the, <laughs> the way the profit split is you're not getting as much as you should. Everyone else is in the business of using other people's money to make interest on and then give them back to base. That's America, baby. That's America. American way. American you way, man. And, and, and to be honest with you, I remember my, my father said something when I was young and I looked at him like he was crazy. My dad was like, yo, you're not an American. I'm like, what you talking about? You're the one with the damn, um, with that damn immigrant shot in the arm with that big ass skull. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, you know that the big ass. I don't, you all know what kind of needle they was using back then. So like that shit is from the swap shop. That <laughs> yo, that shit was not yo. That shit, you right? That they must have had no alcohol. You know what I mean? So he, he said he's like, you're not an American. He's like, you're only an American when you understand the system. And I looked at him like he was crazy. And I'm, you know, the older I get, I'm like, yo, he kind of got a point. Like if you Gosh. really want to be an American, like you got to understand how this shit operate. And, and, and you won't have to play by the same rules if you want to survive. Because everybody else, the whole point is to make money off of other people's money. That's how this game works. The game is not to work for every dollar. And that's the only money you ever going to have. Please, you know, take the nuggets that you're getting from us. And from, you know, we're not the monopoly on this knowledge. We're not even saying we're not even saying we're the experts at this knowledge. We, we're learning, too. But the whole point is you need to start doing something somewhere. And if you're not investing in the market, doing nothing like that at a minimum, 
do what do do what the good grandmas and grandpas did back in the day. At least learn how to save from what you earn. If if you can't save from making ten dollars an hour, I promise you, you the principle is the same. It's gonna be hard to save from making a hundred dollars an hour. As crazy as that sounds, the principle is the same. Because the more money you make, the larger your appetite gets. That's just the way it works. Your appetite just increases. Maybe at ten dollars an hour, you was treating yourself, maybe eating at five guys instead of Wendy's. Hmm. You, you know, at ten dollars an hour, that, that was a big deal. Yo, I'm going to Shake Shack. I'm going to five five guys, man. I'm gonna give me. I'm gonna spend fifteen dollars and eat good. At a hundred dollars an hour, now you now you messing with Ruth Chris. You understand? Hmm. You at Capitol Grill. You know what I mean? Now you spending two three hundred dollars on a on a on a nice night to go sleeping on them. Yo, they sleeping on the Wendy's four for four, man. They sleeping on that, brother. Yo, bro, bro. sleeping on the the hood was doing four for fours before four for fours was a thing. (laughs) All we did did was pick off pick four menus, pick four items off the damn dollar menu. Dollar menu, straight up. You were doing that before that shit. You know what I'm saying? White people done caught on and told yeah, the biggie biggie bad man, shut up. We've been doing that shit. (laughs) We was doing that before y'all made the buns bigger and the burger smaller. You know what I mean? So. Without question, the the number one thing that we can do to help ourselves, especially if we're at the beginning stages, is learn how to save from whatever we have. Don't 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 be counting nobody else's money. That's how you that's how you get off track. You get off track counting other people's money. Facts. Because I'm gonna tell you this. Yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm gonna tell you this, and I wanted to sizzling chess. You know how grandma and grandpas, you know, someone with CNAs, someone worked at the, you know, what I'm saying they worked at the the local hardware store. You know, they never, some of them never made more than $13 an hour, but they own mm-hmm. a house. They own a house though. You got to ask yourself, what the fuck am I doing? I'm a millennial or, or maybe a little bit older. I'm making three, four, five times what my grandparents ever made. And the only thing I own is all these funky ass Yeezys. <laughs> Come on, man. Because people might say, oh man, you know what? That was 30, 40 years ago. But you know, at the time, it's all relative. inflation, it's all relative. Oh, really? For the time that you're in, brother. So, you know, it may have been $6 back then, and now that's $14. But it was relative mm-hmm. to the time that we were in. But with, like you said, brother, they all had houses. They all had a little savings. Come you on, know, man. brother, something you got to ask they, yourself, they, man. They, like, they, they all, had a life insurance, all had a life insurance policy. Straight up, that they pay for themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? You feel me? You know? So... Come on now, something something's got to something's got to give, man. Where, but if you really think about that, man, and you, and you really dissect that, what what I think changed over time was the fact that they didn't have an obsession with materialistic things, because right. if you really break it down to its core, that's what's sucking, you know, all the savings that we have or any chance that we have mm-hmm. at building mm-hmm. a foundation for ourselves, brother. Just the obsession of all these things that we see, you know, faking until we make it. You feel me, man? Listen, this this, this faking until we making it is getting us to the point where we, we where we have just become professional fakers. Straight up. Some some of us are expert bakers, and that's at our it. own expense. <laughs> exactly. So, and then grandma and grandpa, what they were not doing, and this is before the age of social media. I'll give you that. Grandma and grandpa wasn't, you know, getting flewed out to Dubai. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> wasn't wasn't you know in, in L.A. one week and two months later chilling in um, Arizona and then in mm. you know Hotlanta. Like, not only were they disciplined, but they tempered what they knew that they could do. Just because I see somebody else doing something don't mean I got to do it. But even if I want to do it, I'm going to do it on my I'm going to do it on my terms when I actually can do it. I'm not going to allow the pressure of social media or society to tell me, oh, because I'm this age, because I'm making this kind of money, this is what I need to be doing. I really think back then people just had a much better awareness. They were so focused on what they had going on. They didn't have time to worry about what their neighbor was doing. And they also had a mindset for sacrificing for the future. 
you know, for right. their for their children, for the next generation. Where now mm-hmm. I think the mindset has shifted where it's like, okay, I ain't focused on, you know, the next generation. I'm focused on myself. You know, right. so like just the mindset overall back then, man, would you know, it's just there's been a complete transformation. And like you said, social media I'm sure has a huge role in that. But the reality is, man, like they they knew something. They were on to something. And 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 it worked for them. And so we 100%. see now the, the situation that we're in right now, brother. Like I, I remember, man, as as a teenager, because remember you, you had opened up talking about how you understand if you're in a certain age group, you know, you understand if you, if you, you know, praying for that check to come, that you know, that mm-hmm. that refund, you know, to a degree, to a point, we understand. But I remember being, you know, not not only a teenager, my early college years, man, just being around adults, like brother, like this was like a day or a time of year that they circled on their calendar, brother. I'm like, I mean, everything, all like all their energy, their hope, their inspiration, <laughs> <laughs> everything that they are, that they are, that they believe in, brother, came for Man. this particular moment. It's like a goddamn exorcism. It's <laughs> crazy, funny, brother. Having a financial crazy. exorcism. Like, dude, like some of them get so wrapped up in this shit, man. And like, you know, it's like they're, they're it's like they're about to jump out their skin. Like, gotta get this money. Nah, I mean, uh, we 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 we, we want to be able to ascend above that. We all got a cousin. We got a tax company. Come on, dog. Come on now. You know, <laughs> so somebody's like, yo, what's your, what? You know, what's your daughter's social, man? Let me let me hold it for the for, for the season. <laughs> Are you effing kidding me, man? People out here bomb people's kids' information. <laughs> Crazy man. Listen, I get it. Everybody in the same position. I'm not. We're not talking like we the richest people on the planet, but. We just we just want to see our people do better, man. Like we got to get out of um, fighting for scraps. We got to get out of the lowest common denominator, man, because it's hard to win a championship if you ain't even making the playoffs. You understand? Mm. Talk to the Lakers, boy. Listen. Like that sizzle. Yeah, that that, kind of burned in my chest. I was rooting for the ass. (laughs) (laughs) She giving my ass heartburn. But um, nah, man, like. We, we, we got to stop, man. Like we really, we really got to get to the point where we are, where we are truly turning these generational curses into generational blessings. All right. Let me move on to the next point. People who owe taxes, who owe the IRS and people who are at least trying to break even. These are the people you want to watch. Mm. You, you saying, hold on, hold on. What you mean? You want me to, you want me to throw away this $13,000 tax refund check that I'm about to ball on these niggas with? To go into paying and owing the IRS or breaking even, getting back nothing? Yes. Simple concept. Well, maybe not so simple. When you owe IRS, you are informing them that you are somebody who generates an income. Yes, sir. You are informing them that you are on the other side of the fence where the grass is truly greener. You're informing them that you're probably in a position where you're actually not only paying yourself, but actually employing other people. You want a whole different side of the United States. When you are a W-2 income earner, and you look at your W-2 and it's a box. The number two in the box is federal taxes. Some of you live in a state where there's state taxes, but God bless your heart. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> real, real spill. Shit, I think I think we could do a show this on. Just, just <laughs> bro, what the? What do you do that at? Too many places, I guess. I don't understand that shit, bro. That, that's like, it's crazy. I don't understand, bro. That that That's like having sex with two condoms on. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? The first one slides off. You know what I'm saying? And the first one, the first one slides off and then there's a hole in the bottom. You, you still, no matter what, you still getting it wrong. <laughs> so, um, you see that state tax hurt my heart. That shit, that gave me heartburn. <laughs> Ooh, 
We ain't talking about sales. I'm talking about state tax. All state right? tax, and, brother. And then, and then some people in New York pay a Hillsborough tax and they, you know what I'm saying? No, what, what, what they call it? A borough tax and all this shit. Bro, I, it's out of control. That's all I'm saying. They ain't got no respect for, for people. You know what I'm saying? But if you make serious money, then, you know, it's all relative. Um, there are some states that people should not be poor in. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, New York is one of them. So the people who are in this position where they're not getting back <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you see them signs off the highway. One, one kid to get you thirty three hundred. Two kids to get you. <laughs> two kids to get you fifty five hundred. Three, three kids to get you a damn chinchilla, a chinchilla, Popeyes for life. You know, Seven Eleven Slurpees and ten thousand dollars. Yeah, brother. Listen, listen. I, I understand. Even me, even the inner nigga in me, gets excited when I see them signs. <laughs> I'm not gonna I, lie know to you, you. I know you wrote the number down just in case. I'm, I'm sure you did, brother. You never know. You never know. Even, even, the, the, the modern Malcolm is telling you all this, all this smooth <laughs> shit I told you before. Even me, there's a part of my heart that jumps and jumps to me when I oh, see them signs. <laughs> but I know damn well, I don't ever want to have to be in a position where I have to rely on what that little ass card is saying by the highway mm. to survive. You understand? Like the, most of the people who are getting that kind of money, they need that money to survive. I want y'all to really let that lay on your chest. Think about what I'm saying. It's not a situation where they have a surplus and their life is going well. And then boom, another 10, 13,000 dollars is coming in. Most of the people are not in a situation. They're in a situation where they behind on bills. They, they, they owe everybody. And when they get that money, that money is going to all these people. They owe all these collections. Like it's, it's it's not a good situation. That money literally, that money is usually gone in like a month or two, maybe three months. Yeah, brother. And a lot of times too, when 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 it shows when they're when you're in a situation like that too, brother. The downside, and you know, to add insult to injury, is the fact that the income is so low that you can't make any type of moves. You can't go to a bank to get a loan <laughs> for your business. You can't do oh, nothing because they want to see income. You feel me? So that's what keeps you poor. Listen, the government will entice the uneducated and the unwise to be poor. Yeah, brother. That's, 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 part, of, that's part of the game, too. Oh, you want this $10,000? Cool. Just make $13,000 the rest of the year. Come again? <laughs> In English, please? You want me to make how much to get how much? That shit ain't adding up. Hey, but if you don't know no better, if you don't know no better, you're only going to be laser. You're going to have tunnel vision. Like my good brother Kodak Black says, you're going to have tunnel vision only on that refund. You're going to be looking at the $10,000 or whatever and be like, yo, I'm about to get this bag. But uh-huh. you ignoring the oodles and noodles your ass been eating for 10 months. <laughs> and not because you wanted to eat it. You, you done seasoned it about 10 different ways. You're tired of the shit. <laughs> Fried, boiled, <laughs> grilled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put a little bit of boya in it. Put some Cajun seasoning. Put lorries in it. Put every goddamn thing in it to try to try to make it seem like something. But at the end of the day, it still got them oodles and noodles. So understand this is a game. It's a game that they play. If you want to get any kind of government assistance, they want they, they want you to be stripped butt naked broke. That's the game. Yeah, brother. It's crazy. That's the game. So I want I know some of us are just like, man, you don't understand. I'm living good over here. Man, stop capping, bro. <laughs> stop the cap. All right. This, this goes to my last point. Never envy poverty. As much as as much as my heart skips a beat when I see them numbers on the side of the highway on that little little, that little placard, I know better. I know the lifestyle that comes with that refund. I don't want no parts of it. I just don't. I would rather get a smaller refund, 
or break even. I really never want to owe, but I understand sometimes you got to owe. Um, just so that I can mean I'm I'm within the realm of people who are generating enough to sustain a certain kind of lifestyle. Facts. That's the reality. This is how middle class and upper middle class and rich and wealthy people think. It's true. They don't brother. look at they don't look at tax season as a way to come up. That's not the game. They think about it. You trying to come up for one day. They they've been they've been they've been focused on coming up every other day the rest of the year. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You worrying about one day. They worrying about three hundred sixty four days. Hmm. Figure out what side you want to be on. You want to just be able to live decent for one day. When it hits your account, are you feeling good, or you want to be able to enjoy the rest of the days of the year? And feel like you headed towards something that's promising. Sometimes I hear, you know, sometimes I hear liberal or conservative middle class people saying, I just can't stand these people. Are, these people are using all these government services and this and that. Like, I even get annoyed with them when they when they make it seem like these people are just sucking the blood out of the government. Man, shut your ass up. Ain't now one of you trying to trade places with them. Hmm. I never went to the project, saw somebody on Section 8 and said, damn, I sure want to trade places with you. <laughs> never, not, never once in life. Never once. Never will. <laughs> never will. Okay. So those of us who are blessed enough to be in a position and working and doing what we got to do, please stop. When people start saying that message, dog, like cut them off. Like, yo, shut the f- Stop it, dude. That's not true. And if you really understand the system, remember, the game is to not owe or break even. Sometimes you may get a return. So if I'm in that position, then the game is for me to earn as much money as possible, pay the least amount of taxes as possible. That's the game. To keep what I earn. To keep what I have earned. And the people who pay the most taxes are the wage earners, the people who just work at a job and they pay taxes in that number two box, the federal taxes on the W-2. They are taxed at the highest rate. The middle class is literally the backbone of the country. They pay for most of the services that people complain that, you know, poor people are sucking the blood of the country. And usually the people, usually the people complaining about it are so wealthy and they ain't paying no tax. They paying very little taxes to no taxes. They're not even the ones paying for the shit. So understand that, as a taxpaying citizen, as when you're somebody who's at a W-2 job, nothing is wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with having a job. I'm not going to dame dash you right now. <laughs> Even though I, I respect the hell out of the brother, I'm not going to dame dash you. But I will say, as time goes on, there's nothing wrong. In fact, we would highly promote the idea that you find something that you're interested in and you start maybe a side business. And that side business may turn into a full-time business. And that side business will help you tax-wise. So now you're filing your business and your business is taxed at a lower rate. And if your business Mm. incurs losses, now you can take that off of your income from your W2 job. And now you're taxed at a lower rate. This is what people do. And I'm not out here to promote, you know what it is, but if the people who understand, go understand the people who not, you just need a little bit more life experience, a little bit more knowledge to understand what I'm about to say. There are people who are working a W2 job with a business that don't sell a product but they're, they're in a lower tax rate every year. Understand what I'm saying? That's the game. You're not an, you're not an employer. I mean, you're not an employee. You are a business. Everyone breathing on this earth is a business. Once you understand that concept, you will understand what I just said. The meal that you ate at your job today, you ate it on behalf of your business. The gas you put in your car, you did it on behalf of your business. You didn't do it on behalf of Modern Malcolm. I didn't do it on behalf of myself. These are high level concepts, but the concepts that need to make sense to you, because if you want to keep more of your money, then there's certain things you got to do to keep more of your money. But listen, I, I, I'm not I'm not a tax evasion specialist. I pay my taxes proudly 
just as much as Jeff Bezos does. Don't let that go over your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Resolute Solutions. This is the time where we don't only talk about problems. We give you solutions that you can apply and enhance your life with. First things first, use your money to start something that becomes a mindset change, something that supports you becoming a more evolved, educated, wiser person, a more financially responsible person, a more fiscally responsible person. Don't don't allow this money to be something that you get uh, entrapped by. Some of us are entrapped by our vices. Don't allow the money to cage you in. Allow the money to put you in a position where eventually you're freeing yourself as opposed to caging yourself in to this old mindset that kept you addicted to buying things to look cool for people who you don't even care about most of the time. (laughs) Nothing's worse than being a professional at looking rich, but never being rich. Point number two. Don't rely on this money to change your lifestyle. This is not money you should... It's okay if you're depending on it for a certain time. I get it. We all go through different phases in our life. Not all of us were born rich and stayed rich and was always up. Understood. But there's going to come a point in your life where you should not have to rely on this money. This money should be a surplus, not a necessity to live. Don't let that go over your head. Allow this money to enhance what you already have going on. Don't need it to keep the lights on for an extended amount of time. Sir, what say you? No, I'm out of Malcolm, man, to, to definitely elaborate on that. Um, definitely. Listen, I know you talked about that, you know, that dude on the side of the street holding the sign or sometimes they're on a pole where it says, you know, one kid, 2,500, two kids, 3,500, three kids, $5,000 in a brand new house. Like, brother, <laughs> let me tell y'all, man, don't mess with the IRS. All right, don't mess with them because the IRS, let me tell you something, they're the strongest entity in America. Like telling these people will shut you down and freeze all your assets and it's legal. <laughs> it's legal. So which means that the money that you have in that bank account, you can't even access it in the first place. So all oh, that, for what all mm. that for what, you know what I mean? So typically a lot of times if it don't feel right, if something feel smell a little funky about it, that's because it is. So that's where now you guys got to be very careful as to how you go about, you know, filing your taxes and making sure that you try to avoid these scams that eventually put you in a bad position. And also, listen, in case something does pop up or in case you never know what the future may bring, always keep digital copies of your taxes, meaning that just keep them online or keep them on your computer somewhere, keep them somewhere safe where you have several years of digital copies of your taxes. Because if something does pop up, let me tell you something, they're going to do their investigation. The IRS, they're going to flip everything upside down and they're going to go to every corner, Every everything that you could think everywhere you could think of anybody that's associated with the person that they're investigating, they're going to find out what's happening. So to keep yourself safe in case that you you were to get audited for any reason, make sure you have your files on, in order so you can protect yourself. If anything were to happen with that as well. These tips right here, y'all, let me tell you, all you never know you're going to need it until something actually happens to you. So definitely have an open mind with all these tips and make sure you all apply them moving forward. Oh, and you know, I, I would feel remiss if I didn't mention this. Listen, man, when you. When you are looking for somebody to file your taxes, if somebody is offering you something that sounds too good to believe, Mm. believe that (laughs) it is too good to believe. All right. Somebody's telling you your ass worked at McDonald's, right? You work for 15,000, but they're going to get you back 10,000. Houseway, like Kanye said, (laughs) houseway. (laughs) Shit got to make sense at least once in your life. Come on, man. 
some of y'all are babysitters and you're getting back a $17,000 check. How? How? How are you getting back money and you got a 1099 job, meaning they're not even taking taxes out your check? Come on now. Come on. People are doing all kind of mysterious accounting to get to these numbers. <laughs> and the funny thing is, most people don't question it until that letter with until that letter with three letters comes in the mail. Mm. I R S. So please find somebody reputable. You know, some of you guys are into TurboTax and um, H and R Crook and all these other people. Look, <laughs> understand? I think the government owns these entities. I truly believe that. Because you're going to get the smallest tax return you've ever seen in your life. As a <laughs> For real, brother. <laughs> I, sw- I swear before Christ and all of their fee, their fee is larger than the return, man. <laughs> <laughs> you you would have thought you was balling. Remember I said if you break even or owe a little bit, that's what they're going to do to you. I, I'm telling you, it's modern math. I'm be honest. I swear the government runs these organizations. That's why they have these beautiful commercials and they, they post it up everywhere. And Man, I'm telling you, these people are crooks, man. So I'm, I'm a fan of supporting small business. Find, find a business that's reputable and go with them and find you a tax firm and go with them. I'm telling you, H&R Crook, TurboTax, who is that? Liber- people hanging out at Walmart, Liberty. Like, <laughs> come on, son. Let's be honest. These people are doing what now? They got the nerve to, like, they got centers. They got centers that do people taxes for free who are low income. How the hell H&R Block getting you back the same money that, that those people getting you back? Hmm. It's not making sense. Make it make sense. Okay. So that's the last tip. I'm, you know, that's one of the last tips I'm going to give y'all. But, um, you know, if something sounds too good, it's probably too good. But with that being said, we are greater when we appreciate that we need each other. Hey, world, definitely was a good time. Listen, get yourself in order because the IRS and Uncle Sam, they ain't playing. We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.